For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back, everyone. This is our second one-shot, transition one-shot, uh, in between season one and season two. And today we are joined with a special guest star, Kenneth. You might recognize him as the uh, keeper, the GM of the SCP Play podcast. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to it. Check it out. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, welcome, Kenneth. How are you today? I am good. I am uh, all coffeeed up and ready to play. <laughs> Uh, do you want to talk about what we're doing? Because I don't think we've shared with the masses what, uh, how this one shot is themed. Um, I mean, I have a, I don't know if you, mm, I I can just like throw us into it, like because I had uh, a planned opener that'll that'll just like put you in the universe Ooh. essentially. Yeah, if Ooh. you want to do that, I'm super down for that as well. Cool, cool. Give me the lore. I'm thirsty <laughs> for the lore. I am so excited. In the wonderful, fantastical place known as uh, New York, United States, uh, we look down onto uh, a less populated area of the state to a summer camp. Um, we see a fairly large cabin as we uh, our, our perspective pans over to the woods adjacent to it. We can hear uh, young yells and sounds of clashing uh, occurring. And uh, we see that there are two groups of young people who are playing a game of capture the flag. Um, and if you look closely enough at these 
young people, you would see that they uh, are dressed in ancient Greek fighting apparel, um, and one side uh, are a group of half-bloods that are children of Ares, and they are facing a ragtag group of uh, different people from different houses and uh, from outside of the camp as well. So we see that um, on the uh, side of our protagonists, uh, there are two uh, of our group defending the uh, their team's flag. Uh, so the first one, uh, there is a group of three uh, Ares house uh, half-bloods charging the flag at the moment, and standing there to defend is Kiki Castle. Kiki, what house are you from, and what does your character look like? So I am fr- I'm playing Kiki Castle, and I am from the house of Zeus. Uh, she is uh, about five five. Uh, she's got long blonde hair, long blonde hair, and brown eyes, and very tan skin. Uh, should I go into character stuff now, or, or, or uh, well, how are you going to stop these three advancing uh, Ares house people from getting to your flag? Uh, uh, uh. I am going to. I don't know. Sneak. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> lightning um, bolt. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Yeah. Okay. I'll cast, um, I'll cast <laughs> something. Um, I don't know if you I'll, gave I'll yourself here, Shatter, no, 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 but no. I think Shatter makes sense for one for you to have. I'm, I'm going to cast Fog Cloud. Okay, Fog Cloud. Uh, yeah. What does that do for you? Uh, you create a 20-foot radius sphere of fog centered on a point within range. Uh, the sphere spreads around corners, and its area is heavily obscured. So uh, basically, I'm just going to try to, uh, like, I cast the Fog Cloud, and I kind of... Uh, I'm pretty sneaky, so I sneak in through and I uh, take them out one by one. Uh, cool. Uh, so you cast this cloud um, and you spend a little bit of time doing it, and the three uh, Ares house people begin to spread out from each other, but you have the assistance of one of the people on your team. Uh, you're able to apprehend two of the Ares house people, but one of them is now heading uh, out of the fog as well as they can towards the flag but they come across uh, Drake Claghorn. Drake, what do you do to try to stop him? What is your house, uh, and what does your character look like? All right. Uh, Drake Claghorn is from the house of Aphrodite, but uh, there's a little hiccup. This is a conflicting fight for him because uh, his mother was actually uh, a very rare epithet called uh, Aphrodite Aria, which is the Spartan epithet, which means that she's kind of a goddess of war as well as a goddess of love. So he's really digging this right now. Um, that being said, he is beautiful. Um, you know, mothers, Aphrodite, and all that. So he's just going to try to throw them off their game. Um, and so what he's going to do is he's going to use vicious mockery. Um, so a little bit behind the scenes, since uh, Aphrodite is like very beautiful, charismatic, all that. Um, I'm playing this as a bard, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast vicious mockery um, and really lay into him. So how would you like to handle this? 
Um, vicious mockery. Uh, is that a you have to roll to attack? I think they roll have to, to make hit. a wisdom save. Oh, it's a yeah, wisdom save. Yeah, they have to make a wisdom save, and the the save number is fourteen. Gotcha. One second. Uh, let me pull out my dice. Uh, let's see here. Aries are pretty straightforward, so I would think they're maybe not too wise. So uh, that is a twelve. They do not save. So uh, okay. your vicious mockery will land, um, and they. Uh, what words do you say to them to to uh, send off this vicious mockery to them? Um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna attack him where it hurts in the honor, right? Oh, brave son of Ares, look at you! And he's gonna start slow clapping too. Oh, you ran out of the fog, left your teammates behind, <laughs> so you could go for the flag. You're not even looking good while doing it. Your armor's shabby. Oh, Jesus, dude, you make me sick. I can't believe you look like this. You look like a coward, bro. It's just capture um, the flag, Rob. Wow. Oh my God. Uh, the kids. I roll 2d4, I guess. Wow. <laughs> Seven damage. Oh yeah, I mean, dude. You, you like, they had an ego before, and you just kind of, like, <laughs> toppled it. Yeah, they just, like, they're like, I'm, I think I'm done for today. And <laughs> oh. just walk off, walk off the battlefield. Uh, the Greek so, now, uh, let's shift off to the other side of the battlefield. You have successfully defended your flag. Uh, the two that we have uh, heading towards the enemy, uh, the Ares flag, is uh, Rainbow and jack breaker uh so let's start with rainbow first rainbow uh what is your character what do they look like and uh what is their house so okay so um rainbow uh she has kind of darker brown skin almost looks like tree bark kind of um like there's like discoloration um her hair is curly Kind of a lighter brown, um, a little flecks of kind of green and copper when it catches in the light. Um, her eyes are hazel. Her ears are slightly pointed. Um, she is part nymph, and she is a hunter of Artemis. And are there? And they said there are people coming out of the fog. Uh, so no, you are heading yeah. towards the okay. uh, other team's flag. You have uh, so there is in the woods a dividing river, uh, and the two flags are set equidistant uh, from the river's crossing point. So you are heading uh, towards the enemy flag right now, and you are joined by Jack Breaker. Jack Breaker, uh, what does your character look like, and uh, what is their house? So, uh, Jack is a half-cyclops. Um, his father is Ares. Um, that's his house. He runs around with a, uh, with a camp half-blood shirt, but the sleeves are ripped off. <laughs> um, he's like 6'2"-ish. Um, on D&D Beyond, they put his height as huge, and his weight is also huge, but so, you know, like 200 pounds. Um, he uh, got his name actually a little behind the scenes because I took like a BuzzFeed, which G.I. Joe character are you? And I got Breaker. So <laughs> that's where that came from. Um, uh, anyway, so I remember in the first Percy Jackson book, I read it in fourth grade. Um, so I don't know if it's accurate, but he had like a giant like shield that's basically just a repurposed basketball backboard. Um, I picture him with that, and it's heavy enough he doesn't have armor because he's big, but he's not that big, so he can't have both. Um, 
So he's kind of lumbering around with that. Um, and he's got like sort of tan skin, spends a lot of time outside practicing his, his techniques, etc. Um, and like flowing, flowing, uh, flowing locks on top of his head, which are usually kept in a tight bind. Beautiful. Uh, so what is your two's plan for uh, approaching the flag and trying to get it captured? I can probably absorb, like, sword sponge for you, Rainbow. I, I guess he'd be more like, I can sword sponge for you. <laughs> I love it. 90s action movie. Um, if you, I can distract him if you want to go around, like, a different way. Uh, when yeah. you say that, Drake Claghorn just, like, from the distance, like, is like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> also yeah, he's got like uh, a single tear rolling down from his hurt comrades from your <laughs> vicious mockery he heard all that <laughs> oh it's all good fun i mean if they can't like man up enough to take the flag because they get chastised like i don't know you can't give up that easily we're to we're battle you know oh now i feel kind of bad for go- laying into him so hard i just wanted to try out vicious mockery <laughs> you're you're good yeah. you, you can work it out after the uh game is over the uh, the aphrodite <laughs> part of me will will feel really distressed at the fact that they don't love me so i'll go and on sweet talk them later <laughs> okay really. so uh jack is running <laughs> yeah. uh straight forward probably yelling and trying to uh get the attention of the aries team to uh get their attention uh why don't you roll like a strength check you'll have a few of them come up on you and you'll try to uh tackle them and wrestle them to the ground to try to uh get them to uh be distracted and focused on you right, just a raw strength check yep i'll do a contested all right that's a come on 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 oh okay 14 uh, the Ares, uh, folks that you're facing up against rolled a, uh, 15 and Ares should be pretty strong. So I'll give them plus two. So, uh, they succeed over you and they're able to knock you down. Um, but let's see if Rainbow is able to keep herself concealed. Uh, roll a stealth check. Stealth. Full disclosure, right after we were recording, I realized I forgot dice, and I was, like, very quietly trying to get up and get some. Uh, that's not awful. That's a 16. Uh, yeah, that'll work. Uh, so you're able to sneak up to the flag and grab it. Uh, the two Ares people who uh, were able to take down uh, Jack uh, do not notice you, and you're able to start working your way back to the riverfront um and the rest of your team uh rallies at the riverfront to help you get through um and you are able to make it across the river and your team is victorious you have won this game of capture the flag uh the war game for today congratulations (laughs) go team victory is assured cool <laughs> i'm gonna get so sick of that before this is over uh, i really love the gi joe aesthetic i just can't take it seriously i mean it's D, so who cares but like it's just so funny to me his name is jack breaker there's nothing to take seriously <laughs> um okay so uh you all at the end of the game uh shake hands with the Ares team uh you all say like good game good game uh, the one who got vicious mockery just just 
like kind of like slapping hands, not really being a good sport because they're just like in a bad mood now. But <laughs> still, uh, you Rob did that <laughs> like a seven-year-old at a soccer game. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm, I want to go up to him. I want to apologize. <laughs> okay, Jack's yeah, gonna go, come over. Go I want. I want to see this. Oh, sorry. Um, hey buddy, I just want to tell you, like, good game. I really didn't mean to, to upset you, or I didn't want you to take it personally, but I think that you're, you're a good guy, and obviously a good warrior, and I, I, you know, I just didn't want to have to fight you, because I, uh, you know, I just, I just would rather not fight right now. It's been kind of a hard day, and so I, I was just a little bit too mean. I, I, I hope that we can still, still work things out in the future. Mm, roll persuasion. Okay. Uh, Rainbow rolls her eyes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, okay, well, I rolled a natural one, which is a real shame. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, they, they see Rainbow roll her eyes, and they are just, like, neutral-faced and just, like, turn around and, and walk away. <laughs> no, no response. Oh, Drake like kind of looks. You have on. made an enemy today. <laughs> Drake kind of looks on, and he's just like, "Shrug." Uh, I guess we'll work on that in the future. <laughs> Maybe violence is the answer instead of pissing people off for eternity. <laughs> uh, okay, so you all head off to. Um, there's the large mess hall that you all meet up at at the end of the day you all get a special treatment you get like a special dessert for the good job that you did today um and uh the camp counselors uh leaders uh both the legendary centaur chiron and the um god of uh wine and revelry and parties uh dionysus joins as well and uh they are seated in the hall with you all and they uh both stand up to give you a uh congratulations on the day um and uh oh yeah i guess we should probably say if we haven't already this is based on the percy jackson series (laughs) Uh, if you haven't read Uh, that it's a modern day uh interpretation of what it would be like if uh greek gods and everything still existed and we're here today and we're banging mortals to create children that had to go to camp i mean that's what they well, did greek way back in the day anyway they would be mortals, <laughs> yeah. so. i don't think it's they went to camp though i'm i'm not sure on that one i don't, don't think know what they did uh, i mean if you read well, the odyssey it just that's basically just one big summer camp Oh yeah, the Ili- the Iliad was oh, yeah, was the, Iliad. the summer camp for all the demigods. I forgot. <laughs> also, I have a question about this food situation that we're getting. Sure. Um, are there vegan options? I just knew you were gonna ask that. Uh, I thought I thought about preempting the question. <laughs> hmm, that's interesting that Rainbow would ask that because your goddess Artemis is the goddess of the hunt. So yeah. I mean. <laughs> She just kills for sport. <laughs> oh, just for sport. Gotcha. I mean, there are She's vegan really options. Bad vegan. It's, not, it's not for moral reasons. Yeah. She just doesn't like the taste. I only I don't eat animals that I haven't killed. Ah, uh, so you okay. yeah, you only eat the animals that you. It's about responsible killed. supply chain. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I get that. <laughs> not no yeah. veganism could be so badass. That's just for population control. Severely cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, while you are all seated in the uh, mess hall, uh, in runs a uh, 
redheaded individual. Uh, she, you, uh, most of you who are more familiar with the camp or have been here a while know her as Rachel Elizabeth Dare. Uh, she is currently possessed by the Oracle, and she is the one who uh, helps to give any prophecies that uh, come up and uh, lead to quests that the campers will go on. Hello, sirens. Um, sirens did you are all hear? Camp Half Blood. <laughs> yeah, they're coming. Um, so uh, she runs into the mess hall and it's just like, oh y'all, I I just had a, uh, <laughs> a another. Uh, what do you what do you call it? Why am I blanking on this prophecy? <laughs> This is what I do for a living. You'd think I'd know it more readily. Yeah, I had another prophecy. Uh, it's it's for the people who won the uh, challenge today. Uh, here here it goes. Yeah, lay it on us, Red. <laughs> so uh, her eyes turn green, and uh, some green smoke kind of uh, emanates from her mouth, and she no longer sounds like the same person. Uh, the voice you hear from Rachel Elizabeth Dare's mouth is now a new one, and it says, Listen well, you who have won the war game on this day. Speak to the Enchantress, who doesn't take crap from no man. She's really cool. <laughs> you love this Adean. Go to the cape where you can show me. Learn of a history most full of sour irony. Find the traitors that should no longer walk. Oust the pig, tear down the past, and stir up some talk. Her eyes return to normal, and I will go ahead and send that prophecy to you all so you can read it as you desire. Thank God. Halfway through that prophecy, I was like, I really hope he's writing this down somewhere. <laughs> was yeah. the don't take crap from no man written into the prophecy? Yeah, that that was something that she said that is part of it. The uh, the oracles are really up on their modern lingo. Um, <laughs> I'm so impressed by everything that just happened. So uh, once... Uh, Rachel Dare has given this prophecy to you all. Uh, Chiron stands up and he says to everyone in the mess hall, I believe it is time we should turn in for the night. Uh, you four, come meet me at the big house and we can discuss this prophecy further. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Jack Bricker stands straight up. He chugs the last of his blue Coca-Cola and his, his goblet. And, I mean, they said war games in, like, the first line, which is what he does. So he's he's ready for uh, the big house. I finish off my food, and I'm eating a bag of Oreos as we're walking there. <laughs> are Oreos vegan? Yeah, they are. Jake is, like, really inwardly excited because he really wanted the prophecy to be about him. And the fact that he got called, he's just like, oh, yes, this is awesome. I'm so ready. Kiki is just, like, not impressed. She is like, yeah, of course it would be me to to, to get a, a prophecy because, of course, I won the game today. And she, like, finishes off her salad that she was eating. 
and gets up and follows everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Rainbow's just like, I guess this is what we're doing today. <laughs> nice. Um, Jackson mutters under his breath whenever uh, Kiki walks over like she owns the place. Like, does anyone else smell too much static electricity? No. <laughs> can you, is that even something you can smell? Are you having a stroke? I don't know. I just... Jack, Jack's insecure deep down. <laughs> Get used to it. Oh, God. What kind of... So, man. We're supposed to be underdogs. Percy Jackson characters are underdogs. <laughs> Not when you're the daughter of Zeus, yo. Oh, Jesus. This is going to be a long <laughs> one shot, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we all just love each other? Come on, guys. Team building. Uh, Rainbow spent her early childhood being raised by, like, the wolves of the forest. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. Raised by wolves, comma, becomes mm-hmm. vegan. Now that's... That's, that's pretty common in Cre- Greek mythology, so it's, like, not that special. You didn't miss out much. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, it's not that she doesn't eat meat. She just doesn't eat meat that she doesn't know where it comes right, from. Right, right. Mm. Wait, wait, I'm, I'm confused. Am I, mm. am I missing up my Greek gods? Artemis isn't... Isn't she supposed to be a virgin goddess? Yes, yeah. she is, is the that... virgin goddess of the hunt. She, she is not a daughter. Uh, yeah. So there's uh, lots yeah, of yeah. Artemis. Artemis has like mm. a like a hunt huntress guild that yes. um, a posse that she gathers. She she collects young women. They ex- okay. They explain it in Collect the third young book. Young women sounds so creepy though. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. Once everyone is done with dinner, uh, you scrape off the last of your uh, scraps from dinner into the uh, offering pit, and each of you uh, smells a nice simmering burn uh, come from the pit of uh, each of your prayers is uh, to some degree answered uh, that you send up offerings to the gods with. Um, and then you all head off to the uh, big house that's at the uh, entrance to the campgrounds where you meet up with Chiron and Dionysus. Uh, Dionysus is uh, sitting in a chair uh, in a, at a small table across from Chiron and has just lost a game of poker against him. Um, and is just sort of sitting there pouting, and uh, Chiron turns to you all as you walk in and says, Ah, uh, welcome, young ones. Have you had any time to think on the prophecy? Uh, Do you have any ideas for what it means? I have some of my own theories, but thought I would let you take the lead. Can I I roll intelligence to see, like... If any of that sticks out, if anything from the prophecy sticks out to me, sure. Because yeah, I reading it myself, I don't remember uh, most of the roll lore a that history happens. check actually, because a lot of uh, so enchantress is something specific, and Anaean is something specific as well. So you're checking your Greek history here. Can gotcha. I also jump on that? Yes. That is a dirty twenty. Nice. That's an 18. Uh, okay, yeah, so that's pretty adequate from both of you. Uh, so Kiki would specifically know uh, what Entran- Enchantress refers to, but Anaean, um is a, a uh, mythical island uh, said to be the home of the uh, goddess sorceress Circe. 
and the Enchantress uh, is usually what Circe is called. Um, from myth, uh, you would know from the Iliad, uh, she was the goddess who um, Odysseus would have met, uh, or it would not be the... Is, is the Iliad and the Odyssey the same thing? What? Uh, not, no. Not quite. No, Sorry. They're, they're, that question took me really off guard no, as you're explaining the like, history no. from the Iliad Someone and the said Odyssey. the Iliad earlier and it threw me off. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. The, he meets Circe in the Odyssey. Yes. Sorry. I Odyssey. do not mean that for that to sound condescending. I was just like really confused <laughs> wow. at that question. Insulting no, the guest star. You <laughs> really just actually insulted Rob's honor when you asked that question. <laughs> no. Okay. Like, it's a valid question because they're often linked together. I just was not expecting it as someone's explaining a story from the odyssey i was just like oh. yeah no i i was pretty sure it was the odyssey and i i think the iliad is the one that has like um uh was it the the argo not or was that a different one with That's the, jason where that was jason i don't know right? how to read it's been a while <laughs> since i've uh, touched up on my greek history the, but anyway the, iliad uh, is the story of achilles dying at the the War at Troy and Odyssey is yeah. like the the twelve year journey that Odysseus has to take to return back to his kingdom. Right. I did yeah, see it. Troy. That's the one with Orlando Bloom, right? Um, <laughs> Maybe. Wait. I don't. I don't yes. know. I don't. Yes. I don't. Yeah, he played Metropolis. Sounds right. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Now that we have uh, reviewed our Greek history, uh, so uh, in the Odyssey, sorry. Um, that would have been where Odysseus traveled uh, at one point, and uh, a lot of his crew were turned into uh, pigs, but he was given a certain herb by um, Hermes that allowed him to uh, be immune to her magics, but then like he stayed there for a year afterwards, knocked her up, and then left, so that was fun. Um, then... Uh, so that's what you're able to pick up from that first line there. Uh, and she for sure does not take any crap from any man. Uh, and she eventually uh, took revenge on Odysseus in another story. But that's for another time. Would I know where she is now? Uh, she would still be like on her uh, mythical continent of Aenea. But in this universe, you would also know that you can communicate to people using uh, the goddess uh, Iris. Is that right? Right. I think it was Iris. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Using, uh, she's the goddess of rainbows. You're able to use a drachma and communicate with someone. Got and it. And that's what I, I intend for rainbows. you to do. I don't want you to have to actually travel to the mythical continent of Aenea because I think it's supposed to be um, in the Bermuda Triangle that is like the Sea of Monsters so that was a whole mess don't worry about it <laughs> okay yeah so uh, Chiron gives you a golden drachma and uh, they have like a little fountain that's designated for uh, these certain situations so uh, you go over to it uh, and offer the drachma as uh, offering to the goddess Iris, and she replies with, "Where do you want to? Uh, who do you want to speak with?" And you tell her Circe, and there's a little ringing on the other line of the uh, magic phone of rainbows. And, magic uh, Zoom call. Rainbow hold. I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> 
I used a whole drop on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so she answers uh, on the other line. I was like, hey, what's up? Can I help you? What? Do you know what time it is? It's after dinner and everything. Uh, oh, hey, you're half-bloods. Um, I, what do you need? Different time zones, first of all. I didn't consider that. Sorry. It's fine. I'm very busy turning a lot of men into pigs, or turning pigs into pigs. However you right want to look on. at it. <laughs> a cab. Uh, wow. Um, yeah. You know, while we figure out what to say, I'd love to see a sample of your work. I, I realize I didn't think of what to say. We're, we need to go to a cape. We need to learn history that's sour. Um, An ironic history. traitors that should no longer walk. We're supposed to oust a pig. Seems like your kind of thing. Mm, yeah, I would maybe be able to help with the pig bit. I may not be able to help you too much with that right now, but like, mm-hmm. if you're able to get more information in the future, maybe tell me again, and I'll be able to help out a little bit. Uh, I remember pretty much everyone I've turned into a pig before, so yeah, just call me back when you've like got a suspect list, maybe. Do you know of any ironic history tales that you'd be uh, willing to share, you know, just for old time's sake, reminiscing? I mean, you guys live in America. The entirety of it is ironic history. <laughs> it's, that's, she's got a point. She's got a stand. Amen, it's, sister. It's true, yeah. I mm. have a question. Mm-hmm. So, like, do you know, like, any, like, capes? Like, I'm thinking of capes, right? We got a prophecy that said cape. I'm like, okay, Cape Canaveral, Cape of Good Hope, Cape Horn. Like, do any, do you know of anything that's, like, show me? Like, like the show me state? Like, wh- what vibes do, do those words give you? Uh, I don't know. I live on the mythical continent of Anaya, so. Right. I don't know. Well, American geography. You can, like, you have cell phones, right? You can, like, look that up. Did half plus half cell phones? Percy Jackson was written well, like 2005. I, and, hmm. I know that the show uh, me state is Missouri. This is Missouri. taking place modern day. Oh, I knew that. <laughs> yeah. I I know that the the show me state is Missouri. So are there any significant capes in Missouri? Cape Cod is in Massachusetts, which sounds like Missouri. Okay, now this I is have, just I a history check Missouri. for Hannah. Yeah, I, 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 I know my own Missouri knowledge, but like I don't know if she would she would know it. Um You can so yeah, so you can say that your character would look it up. You said our characters had cell phones, yeah. so I was like, Oh well Rainbow just pulls out her cell phone, so I pulled out my cell phone and just started Googling it. Because um, there's Cape Girardeau. Cape Girardeau. In, in, oh in, my yeah, god. Yeah. Wow, so. that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, well, call me back when you got more, I guess, but, like, I may expect some payment, or I guess, actually, if a pig was able to escape from me at some point, I would probably like to punish him for that, so I guess that can be your payment. Yeah, just get back to me when you know more. Okay, wait, wait, what about, uh, <laughs> Rainbow has pulled out her phone and has pulled out the Wikipedia page for Cape Girardeau? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh... You know anything about, like, I don't know, Missouri? (laughs) Uh, Cersei does not, but Dionysus is just like, you know, you can just 
go like to their town square or something and start there like i don't know look for a a landmark of some sort oh you got this kids. well there's a giant cape that goes out on the over like a river or something according to the wikipedia page so. i say we quit wasting time and just go there yeah yeah let's, Ooh, go, to let's go to road trip road let's trip go to fucking road Missouri. trip <laughs> All right, <laughs> settle down with your tone there, Emilio. Yeah, I'm not enthused to live here either. Um, <laughs> Missouri, though, like it sounds like misery. Like I'm very happy. To oh, not that's be so from original. Missouri. That's the first time I've ever heard that, Brennan. That's such an original <laughs> thing that you just said just now. Oh boy. I mean, I live in Oklahoma. It's just like okay. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, we have a musical. Boo. Have you ever heard of the musical called Missouri with an exclamation point? I haven't. all right how do we get to missouri kenneth so uh both chiron and uh daedalus are able to organize transportation for you they have a readily available uh chauffeur for you all um argus he is a guy who has uh eyes all over his body but he's able to like not show them by having them all closed at the same time and also in this universe, for those of you who are not familiar, uh, normal people are not able to see what the uh, different Greek people are able to see uh, due to what is called the mist. Um, it is a magical veil that protects all of the uh, Greek goings on uh, from being able to be seen by different people. Um, so, oh, goodness, my cat just meowed from the other room. I'll play with you later. Hi, Nemo. I love Hi, Nemo. you. She's adorable. Um, sad. Uh, so what you all would know is that uh, you are probably able to go there and do whatever you need to do without having to really worry about being seen because the mist will come up for some logical reason for why everything happened the way it did. Um, just like the Battle of Manhattan that happened in like 2005 or whatever, which took place in the Percy Jackson book series. Uh, basically, there was a bunch of uh, battling with the Titans that went on and a bunch of people were just like set to sleep. Uh, and there was natural disasters that occurred, but nobody was the wiser of what the gods were doing and everything at the time. So, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. Yay, no real world consequences. There are no real world consequences. <laughs> Just like real life. Exactly. Take that, police. Can't see me. <laughs> all missed. Whatever. I don't know. Let's go. Uh, so you all pile into the car, uh, and Argus is going to drive you uh, either to an airport to fly there or just directly there. Um, but either way, you're able to get there in a decent amount of time. Um, but on your drive to the uh, great state of Missouri. <laughs> That's what uh, people we hate call it here. AKA my father. Oh, he actually does call it Missouri? <laughs> yes, it's so annoying. Ugh. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I've I've just consistently hated it since um, uh, we had the principal, uh, Mrs. Baird would always say it. And she oh, would yeah. say it way too often for like, like for living in a state she said Missouri way too often like why would for as much as she did you didn't need to refer to it that much I'm sorry <laughs> I am venting it is fine 
Um, so while you are on your trip there, uh, you're all on your cell phones as young kids are these days. Um, Argus doesn't talk to you all because he doesn't talk, but you all are able to uh, either play Fortnite or whatever on your uh, cell phones <laughs> on your way there, but you're also able to surf Twitter and see uh, some of the goings on that are happening in uh, our day and age today. Uh, the Black Lives Matter movement is going on and there's lots of different protests going on. Um, and there's lots of different removals of Confederate monuments that are happening as well. And uh, you are able to find something very weird in a news report for uh, Cape Girardeau. You are able to see that for some reason, several new uh Confederate monuments have popped up in the uh, Ivers Square in Cape Girardeau, um, and seemingly they have been moved from different places in Missouri to the square. Um, so that is something very suspicious, and uh, somebody who would be familiar with what happened in the Battle of Manhattan, maybe, uh, roll a history check. All of us? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, in your own headcanon, when you think you would have been around, um, the depending on how old uh, you want um, uh, Rainbow be to be, uh, if you become a huntress, you are technically immortal, so you could be as old as you wish. Uh, and no, the huntresses 16. also took place. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm 17. I am yeah. 16. You are 17. <laughs> I'm, I'm not about 17. to be immortal and like, you know, 400 years old at fucking camp. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I rolled a 19 for, for history. I rolled a 7. History is not really Rainbow's thing. Drake wouldn't okay. know. He just sees the Twitter post and he's like, do you guys want to go to like Topos or whatever? Like, why would they even move those there? It's so stupid. I can't believe Cape Girardeau would allow that. Yeah. So, yeah, Hannah, you rolled a 19, right? Yes. 19. So you would have heard uh, stories being passed down from like a couple different generations. The generation of Percy Jackson is uh, quite a bit older now and has moved on to uh, bigger and better things within the world. But you uh, would remember that there were some things that occurred with statues in the uh, battle for New York. And this sounds somewhat familiar. Uh, the Your... Uh, Camp Half-Blood was able to activate some of the statues in Manhattan to help them in the uh, fight for uh, their survival. Um, and this was due to uh, Daedalus, who uh, created the Labyrinth as well, that was uh, under the entirety of the U.S., but is now gone because he passed away. Uh Daedalus uh, was known to have created a lot of these different auto automatons uh, that turned out to be the statues that were in New York. And this looks like it might be something similar. All right. I think we got to beat up the racist statue. I am such a big fan. And like, uh... <laughs> uh, like, do I? Cool. Oh, what should I yeah. wear to the protest? Oh, God. I need to be something that looks good. <laughs> Protests kind of aren't mask? about looking pretty, Drake. They're about enacting justice. Of course they are. But if we're going to go to a protest, we're probably going to find people that are like us. And hey, like you might strike up like some love. You never know. You might find someone that's like like-minded. 
I'm gonna be Love honest, it's really of fucked up. <laughs> like, Drake, that's, like, super fucked up. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure... Who was it? There was some news article that was, like, going on a first date at a protest, and they posted it at, like, 9 a.m., and they took it down by 2 p.m., man. <laughs> Not a great look. Out of role play, I agree with you, but Drake is really vapid, so we're just gonna roll with it. <laughs> Jack, Jack Baker's like, uh, traitors should die. Like, rolls up his sleeves but forgets he ter- tore them off. <laughs> Doesn't have any. Just does the motion. <laughs> oh, what a comical two-dimensional character. All right, okay. we're going to look for this thing. This this uh, sour, ironic pig. Cool. Uh, so I would you like to head, head to uh, Ivor's Square where you saw that uh, all these new statues had popped up. Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. Um, now for a little bit of history. Um, you may also look this up while you were on your drive there, just because you're curious of uh, maybe why this happened. So you look up what Ivor's Square is, um, and Ivor's Square is named after a black Civil War era Union soldier um, who... Uh, used to be a slave but uh was able to join the uh union army to join in the civil war um and there is a statue dedicated to him there um but you're also able to see that uh ironically there is also a uh monument to the confederate states that is normally in this courtyard as well um, so that is probably the ironic thing that you were looking for. Uh, in addition to that, you have seen that several new monuments have popped up and you are able to see that they came from different areas in Missouri. Um, and the history that I'm giving you here is that, uh, there's way too many of them and way too many of them happened way too recently. Um, so some of the ones that I will call out here, um, and I'll, I'll send you guys a link to, um, I was able to find a map that literally calls out the different, uh, areas that still have Confederate monuments there. Um, this one, uh, in Missouri, there's lots of different ones that have been put up way too recently. Um, there is one in... Uh, an area near Springfield that was put up in 2001 in the city of Brookline. There was another one put up in 2001 in the city of Nevada. And I said that right. It's, I don't like it either. Um, there is another that was dedicated in 1989 in Warrensburg, Missouri. Another in 2009 uh, that is in uh, Waverly, Missouri. Um Another in 1997, that's the year I was born, uh, that is in Roanoke. Um, There is one in uh, Jefferson City that's just smack dab in the middle of a neighborhood that everyone apparently is just driving by, uh, dedicated in 1933. Uh, And there is several of them that are in... uh, veteran memorial graveyards um and for the people who complain about um us not respecting 
the veterans of our past, uh, this is super fucking disrespectful because putting the people who went to war with our country and were rebels uh, and putting a memorial to them in the graveyard where we are keeping our veterans who fought and <laughs> tried to protect our union, that is the biggest fucking irony and super fucking disrespectful. History lesson over. Let's go fuck up some Confederate monuments. Amen. Whoa, so, that was awesome. Yeah. Death to treason. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, the Confederate States of America lasted for less time than Barack Obama's presidency, so fuck your heritage. You're just racist. Um, mm -hmm. Like, the specific, one of the specific ones that I saw a petition that was put up to get rid of is actually in my hometown of Springfield, the Springfield National uh, Cemetery. Uh, there's one of Confederate General Sterling Price, and that one I really hope can get fucking removed. But that petition took place a couple years ago, got 800 signatures, and didn't go anywhere. But, uh, yeah, we're going to fuck it up in fantasy. How about that? <laughs> Kenneth, yes. next time I home, next time I'm home, we'll fuck it up ourselves. Please, there's also <laughs> I, I mean I also like am pissed off at Missouri State Parks um, because they list uh, the Confederate Memorial State Historic Park as a state park, um, and in case you want to know what their annual budget is, uh, it is. Uh, what they have posted on the Missouri State Park res uh, website is a $163,000 annual budget. And oh, that yeah. is ridiculous that, I, I mean, most of that is probably like private funding, but the fact that there's any uh, government funding that would be filtered into that is uh, extremely disrespectful and ridiculous. Um, yeah, so that's why I took a bit longer to get prepared today because I was originally going to do Oklahoma, but turns out Oklahoma's done a decent job of removing stuff. Um, yeah. the... we weren't even there in the Confederate, like in the Civil <laughs> War. So it's like, why are these here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There... Um, I also just want to point out that like looking up, cause I was looking up Cape Girardeau on Wikipedia and it references the fact that there's a Confederate States of America monument, but it doesn't even mention the fact that there's a James Ivers monument right next to it. Yeah. Which the, I think the is park, interesting. Like that, the square is named for James Ivers and it's super disrespectful that there is a monument to the Confederacy in the same park. It, it's ridiculous um and there was someone uh who was trying to have a petition to remove it a couple years ago um but the mayor was like us oh, it's our history or whatever i watched a video and i was just like that's ridiculous he said like he made the argument of like if people uh demand that we take down the confederate one well then people are going to start demanding that we take down the james ivers one as well and i'm just like Nah. Yeah, because why likes American soldiers? That's not the point. <laughs> also, All right, so to... let's yeah, go. Let's... <laughs> let's go fuck it up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you are all uh, in the back seat of the car, fired up, and you eventually pull up to uh, the Ivers Square, and uh, I am not sure that uh, the people of Cape Girardeau would put on a protest at all, but. There was apparently enough that did sign uh, that petition, so I think there's at least a small protest going on of like, hey, 
Why are there now more uh, Confederate monuments here? This is stupid. So uh, you Outside all... Outside of the Common Pleas Courthouse. <laughs> in the square. Yeah. Uh, so you all head up to uh, the square and you see that there are uh, a, a few of these monuments are just like plaques that have somehow made their way here. Uh, but some of them are soldiers statues uh, like the one that exists in Dardeni Prairie uh, that have now wound up here. Uh, the plaques just sort of like threateningly roll towards you. Uh clunking as they do uh but the statue ones turn their attention towards you um and as you approach i would like you all to roll an initiative Woo! let's fuck up some statues do it. hey the bard um rob can you play battle him of the republic for me Ah, <laughs> uh, sure <laughs> i got a nine i have a 12 uh, I got a six. So, uh, Hannah, what was your initiative? Nine. Okay. Uh, before you, any of you are able to do anything, the automatons are going to be able to move. So uh, we'll say that they are um, uh, about, like, 60 feet away from you. Uh, so... One of them is going to uh, dash to get up to your group. Um, they run up to, uh, we'll say, Rainbow, uh, and they prepare to attack you. Um, and one of them runs within 30 feet. They have a, uh, like, a Civil War era rifle, I guess. <laughs> um, and they try to uh, shoot at uh drake so that uh, that is a 18 yep that hits okay um so you take one uh you take three points of damage okay so then after that we have uh, Amelia, what would Rainbow like to do? Okay. Uh, Rainbow is... Uh, she, like, takes a second and pauses. Like, she's trying to think. And is like, okay. I got this. Um, she holds her hand out, and a silver bow materializes in her hand. And I will fire at the one that is attacking Drake. Okay, go for it. Okay, the first one, that is a 22 to hit. Uh, yeah, that hits. And then I, I get two attacks per turn. So okay. the second one is a 21 to hit. Also hits. <laughs> okay, I'll just go ahead and roll damage. Um, oh, that was good. Seven plus four is 11 on the first one. And then one plus four is five. So that's a total of seven, 16 damage. 16. Okay. Uh, that one is dead. <laughs> um, and then as a bonus action, I will cast Zephyr Strike on myself. Um, can you kind of describe this layout a little bit? 
Sure. So uh, you just got to like the entrance of the courtyard area. Um, off to the right is the uh, like about 80 feet or so is the uh, statue of um, Mr. Ivers. What was his uh, first name? James? James. James mm-hmm. Ivers. Uh, and he is uh, stood there motionless, uh, and the uh, furthest one from you is about 60 feet away. It was just sort of uh, patrolling and standing around the uh, monument that is in the courtyard there. Uh, There's a fountain off to the left um, that's fairly large, Uh, and uh, the one that sprinted up to... uh, I. I think I said it sprinted up to Jack. Uh, that one. No, it sprinted up to Drake. I think, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it sprinted so. up when to him? Yeah. up to Drake, and you just destroyed the one that was about thirty feet ahead of you that had shot at uh, Jack or shot at some somebody. Drake. <laughs> I, I, I got shot. Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one that attacked Drake was the one that I got to. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I have an extra 30 feet of movement, um, so I can run about 60 feet. So I will attempt to run and kind of get toward the other side of the battlefield so we're not all in a cluster. Okay. Um, like background, like maybe over by the fountain or so. Okay, sure. That's, or the other side. Um, yeah, and that's my turn. Okay, good turn. Then we have Brennan. Oh, hold up. Cutting out for a minute. What, what was that? Oop. Brennan's turn. Brennan, it's your, t- oh, it's your turn. Excellent. Thank you. I don't know what happened to my internet. Okay. So um, closest one to me. How close are we talking right now? Um, so the one that sprinted up, I think I said it sprinted up to Kiki. Uh, and then there was one that shot from like 30 feet away. So there's one like right up next to your group. Awesome. I'm going to go after that one. I've got 40 walking speeds, so i got plenty Plenty to go. Um, I'm just gonna grow right up to it. Um, grab my grab my longsword, take aim, and take like a big old whack for the ages. You know what I mean? Just like. Kong. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, go ahead and roll to hit. And uh, try and get his attention as much as possible because I can take some serious damage. Um, <laughs> oh dang it! <laughs> that was not great. There's a ten to hit, unfortunately. Uh, that does not hit. All right. Um, hopefully, any I, bonus actions? Or are you good? I I don't think I. Now nah, I'll I'll save that. I think we're I think we're good. Next turn. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kiki. Yeah. So Kiki is going to pull out her two imperial gold daggers that she has because she grew up in San Francisco, um, but she doesn't know if that's going to do anything to like statues. So um, she is going to cast. Uh, which bolt to whichever one is closest to her. Okay, yeah, that would be the one that uh, sprinted right up on you. All right, cool. Uh, that is a 23. Yeah, that hits. I'm sure that <laughs> hits. Uh, okay. And I also have, so this is going to do uh, 1d12, but I have a, a feat uh, called Elemental Adept, and if I roll a 1, I can treat it as a 2. So hopefully okay. that doesn't happen. Uh, let's see. Where's my D12? Here we go. Ooh, that's 11 damage. 11 lightning damage. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, you hit it with the lightning strike that you have, and you notice that uh, this just uh, fries the automaton. Uh, it does entirely more damage than it should, uh, and it is just... Uh, like it does a mini implosion and falls over and is destroyed. Nice. So Eat. then we are on to uh, Rob. Uh, what does Drake do? All right. Uh, Drake pulls out a, a small drum from his backpack and he starts playing it with like a steady, like one, two beat, kind of like a, a war march beat. And he's going to uh, cast Bardic Inspiration on um, Rainbow. Um, and so he's, he's going to start beating the drum. Um, and he says, go forth for honor and glory, smite down the Confederacy. And he just like keeps beating the drum. Um, so now you get an extra one D eight. Yay. Nice. Um, that's all you do. Yep. Uh, okay. So the third automaton um sees how easily its uh brethren uh were destroyed and uh the little plates that are on the ground that are like we're starting to threateningly roll towards you uh also double back and uh this automaton sprints in the opposite direction and the plates also like kind of cower around the little monument that's there. Uh, so would any of you like to try to, do you have any long range things that could potentially hit it? Uh, it is now like 120 feet away. 120 feet. That's uh, no match for my longbow. <laughs> there you go. You would be able to move up about uh, 30 feet or so to get more like uh, 80 feet because you had moved up uh, diagonally. Yeah, and I mean, I have an extra 30 feet of movement in addition to my regular movement, if that counts for oh, anything. Yeah, you, you're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just like zoom through like air. Um, I take an attack action, which is two attacks. Um, that that definitely hits. There's no way that doesn't hit. That's a 27. <laughs> uh, actually, that, no, yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah, so that's 1d8 of damage. Which is uh, two plus uh, four, which is six. And then for um, as a part of, what is it called? Zephyr Strike, I can choose once per spell to deal an extra 1d8 of damage, force damage on a hit, which I will do. That's four plus four, which is eight. And then, um, so that's an additional eight damage. And then I'll, for my second attack, that is a 21 okay hit hit um that does another 1d8 of damage which is uh, nine damage and then um because i'm a hunter stop I stop can... it's already dead <laughs> Uh, I can do something. Hold on. I think I can just add an extra 1d8 whenever one of my attacks hits once per turn. Sure, fuck it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, if it's below its HP max, which it is, because I just hit it. So that's an extra 8 damage. No, no, no. That's an extra 4 damage. My bad. Yeah, it is uh, super destroyed. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, like, firing off arrows. <laughs> perfect. 
so from all of this ruckus, uh, the uh, all of three of the automatons that were uh, in the courtyard here are now destroyed, um, and uh, a uh, from the opposite end of the courtyard comes waltzing up a sheriff who uh, is looking disapprovingly at all of you, and he just says. Uh, hey, you know you're vandalizing public property. That's history. We mumble, mumble, states' rights. Probably something racist. I flip him off. How about you read a book, old man? I read books all the time. Have you read The Odyssey? That's uh, a good I'm... one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rainbow's just debating. <laughs> like, there's just a part of me that's like, I pull out my bow and it's like, I can make you history today. I got the time. <laughs> but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so uh, you now see that the uh, officer who was at the other end of the courtyard and has now approached you uh, begins to change. Uh, its form was somewhat hidden by the mist uh, that you are all familiar with before. Uh, and you now see uh, what its true form is. It is a uh, giant pig demon. Um, in D&D, it's called a uh, Nalfeshni. I don't think that there's actually something like this in Greek history, but it fit way too perfectly. So uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and keep the uh, same initiative that you all had, and I will roll for this thing. Uh, and two more automatons also from the other end of the courtyard that look like they have slightly more uh, armor plating on them also step out uh, from behind some columns uh, and start making their way towards you. But uh, they are still pretty far away. Uh, that is a pretty good roll, though. So the big old pig demon rolled a 17. And these two new automatons roll an 11 and a 13, which is a uh, 12 and a 14. Sorry, just writing everything down. Makes sense that a pig demon would disguise itself as a white supremacist. <laughs> uh, why am I blinking on what I'm supposed to do? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's okay. So that goes first. Then, um, Amelia, what is Rainbow's dexterity? Rainbow's Good, dexterity so is 18. Okay. Then it is... Okay, we are all set. So uh, what will go first is the big old pig demon. Uh, it has, uh, it started about um, 30, or no, we'll say like 60 feet away from you or so. So it's going to uh, jump into the air and fly. Uh, it has 30 feet of fly movement. So it's going to um, 
jump up in the air and fly over to you all and it is going to um uh doesn't actually have any bonus action stuff that it can do so uh we will move on to uh both of the automatons are going to move up further uh they aren't able to take an action just yet but they will be in shooting range for next round uh so amelia what would uh key sorry what would uh, rainbow like to do you are a bit further off because you were chasing after uh the other automatons yeah so but it doesn't, cost doesn't seem to matter with your bow <laughs> Yeah, longbows have uh, 150, 600 range. Right. Um, the shit what was I asking. Oh, it doesn't cost anything to drop concentration on a spell, right? Uh, like no. I can just do that. Yeah, anytime. you just drop it. Okay, I will drop concentration on Zephyr Strike, and then I will use my bonus action to cast it again, and then I will. I'm going to go for the giant flying pig demon with my silver bow. Okay, go for it. Okay, that's really not great. That's a 12. Nope. Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, oh, shit. That's a 12 again. Uh, that also doesn't hit. Yeah, 12 still doesn't hit. Nope. Uh, rats. Um... Holy shit. I didn't realize. Okay, sorry. I was just realized I forgot I took the chart shooter. Um, yeah, um, that's like my turn. Okay. Um, and then we have uh, uh, Brennan. What would Jack like to do? Uh, Jack sees um, Rainbow going after it, and uh, he's like, hang on there, soldier. And he's going to run up and also attack <laughs> the giant demon. Uh, but he's he's in it for his friends, and he's going to go into a rage first. Um, for those of you following along at home, uh, that gives me a bunch of cool stuff, including plus D, uh, two on a damage uh, if I attack. I also forgot I can do uh, multi-attack, so I should have done that last time, but whatever. Um, also, I'm <laughs> going to stack them up. I'm going to do reckless attack, um, which means... Um, as if you do remember, Mr. DM, uh, when I make my first attack on my turn, I can decide to attack recklessly, which I am. Um, I get advantage on weapon attack rolls using strength during this turn. During this turn, but um, attack rolls against me have an advantage until my next turn. Um, so I'll remind you if you okay. forget. So anyway, um, so I'm gonna use my first attack. Um, let's see here. Oh, and as a frenzy, I also get a bonus attack. <laughs> so I have a total of three attacks, apparently, for one turn. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, attack number one. I get advantage. Let me. What am I adding to this? Seven. Uh, okay, so higher roll is a... So a 15. Does that hit? Uh, that does not hit. All right. Uh, I have... I get two attacks at level five. Oh my god, not rolling well. 16? Uh, that also does not hit. Oh my god, okay. And then I got my bonus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How about 18? Uh, that'll hit. Oh, thank god. Okay, so <laughs> attack number three lands. Let's roll some damage. Uh, see, Jesus Christ, that is strong. 
Um, <laughs> Fifth level, baby. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it's 11, but I'm in uh, a rage, so it's actually a 13 <laughs> damage. Okay. Are you able to do additional stuff? Uh, no, that's uh, I get three attacks, and then uh, the rest of my rage stuff is uh, like not active. Like if you make me do a strength check or a strength saving throw, I get advantage. Um, I have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Um, and there's some stuff doing with spells. We don't cast spells. Uh, also, this lasts gotcha. for ten rounds. Okay. Or six um, rounds. I don't remember. Continue. Then up next is Kiki. Okay, I am, is either Rainbow and or Jack within five feet of said pig monster? Um, I would say I would that probably both Jack and Drake can be within five feet. I'm like on okay, top so, of it, so. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay, so I am uh, dual wielding my daggers, and with that, since they are within five feet, I'm also going to do sneak attack. Um, which lets me deal an extra 3d6 of damage. Um, So I guess I roll from both of those, both daggers to hit. Um, Uh, That sounds right. Okay. Yeah. The first one's a natural 20, so that's a 23. Must be nice. Um, Uh, I would advise you use your sneak attack on that one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) True. Um, Good math. Double that dice. The second one is a, it's a dirty 20, so. Oh my goodness. A 23 goodness. and a 20. <laughs> I'm rolling very well today. Okay, so um, yeah, I'll do my sneak attack on the first one because are we doubling damage for a natural 20? So, yes. Yeah, so yes! Uh, roll your Six. damage dice twice, roll your sneak attack dice twice and add your uh, attack modifier once. Holy shit, okay. Um, Let's see. So damage dice is a D4. That's one. That's four, so that's five. And then three D6. Oh, oh my god, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna kill this thing in one blow. Um, okay, so that's let me do the math here. Five plus seventeen plus oh my god. <laughs> Ten and then uh, attack modifier. So what is that? Where does it say that? Oh, um, uh, yeah. Uh, whatever Wait, what your, would like, it be? Dex modifier would be. Oh, my dex modifier is zero, so nothing. Okay. Yeah, no, nothing. Um, and okay, so that's that's thirty-two for the first hit, and then the second hit is uh, <laughs> just be one regular d4. How did uh, you make a rogue with no decks? Because <laughs> I put it all in intelligence. Um, uh, it works. <laughs> and then plus one, so 33 total damage. <laughs> okay. To the pig um, monster. And that was, uh, your, your bonus action was the uh, sneak attack, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, that is good. So then, uh, Rob, what would Drake like to do? Um, okay, so is anybody between his line of sight uh, to the pig monster? Oh, between yours? No. Yeah, okay. Um, and are my comrades less than... Okay, never mind. That makes sense. Um, okay, 
So for my action, I'm going to cast Fear um, on the pig okay. monster, which, uh, if you don't know, uh, projects a image of the creature's worst fear. Um, and any creature in the, uh, in the cone, like in my line of sight, um, has to make a wisdom saving throw or drop whatever it is holding and become frightened for the duration. Um, so the wisdom save is, for four- is 14 on that. Okay, um, let me go ahead and roll that. It is somewhat wise. Uh, you said fourteen. Yep. It does not save. All right, um, so it drops its weapon. <laughs> it does not have a weapon. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, good. But it also must. Um, <laughs> yeah. Screw it. Anyway, um, if it fails the throw, um, oh, let's see, click on the wrong spell. Um, while this, so that it's frightened, so the creature must take the dash action or move away from you by the safest available route on each of its turns. Okay. Um, yeah. And for how long is that? Uh, the duration is uh, one minute. Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> Does it get to make saves at any point, or is it just... Okay, I think it's okay. just frightened for a minute because um, I was getting ready if, to do the same thing to y'all. <laughs> so if the creature ends its turn in a location where it doesn't have line of sight to me, it can make a wisdom saving throw and on a successful save, the spell ends. So, But it has to be like somewhere where like I can't see it and it can't see me. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah, so your turn ends um, and the big old pig demon uh, is now afraid of you and has to get away from you as fast as possible. Uh, so it's going to teleport. Uh, it teleports 120 feet in an unoccupied space away that it can see. Uh, so it teleports uh, behind its two uh, automaton backups um, and teleports uh, into the air. So it is uh, airborne about like 15 feet up, but uh, that is still uh, bow range for for rainbow. So uh, the... Yeah two remaining uh, automatons uh, they step up now um, and each of them will take a shot um, seeing that the biggest threat so far has been rainbow they're going to both aim at you so the first it one oh, that's a bad spot to we just deal 33 damage to the pig lord <laughs> the, well <laughs> the pig lord is now mid-air uh, and I don't think you can well then again, you're demigods. I was going to say, I don't think you can jump <laughs> I have 15 lightning, feet bitch. <laughs> I can strike him down from the sky. I mean, alternatively, clearly I am the most frightening member here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so does an 11 hit on you, Rainbow? Nope. Okay. Does a does an 8? Nope. All right. Well, both of them the miss. 8 hits, but not the 11. Yeah, yeah. Uh, both of them miss you, um, uh, and they spend the rest of their turn reloading because uh, Civil War weapons were bad like that. So then after that, um, Amelia, what would Rainbow like to do? Okay, Rainbow's going to take a deep breath, and she's going to reconsider the edible she ate earlier as maybe <laughs> not being a great decision. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I'm going to go for the pig demon. All right. I will use my, since I've recast Zephyr Strike, um, and I'm using it again, essentially I can, once per spell cast, give myself advantage on the roll. So I'm going to give myself advantage, and I'm calling it as a sharpshooter shot. So that's a minus five to hit. 
Okay. That's not great. That is a nine. A nine will not um, hit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well then. Do you have an additional attack, or does that? Does that I do have an up? additional attack. Okay. I'm thinking through things. Um. Yeah, I will just do a regular additional attack. That's better. That's an 18. Uh, that'll hit. Okay. So that's 1d8. That's 7 plus 4, which is 11. And then I get another d8 because it has already taken damage. So that's 7 plus 7 is 14. So that's 18 damage total. Okay. And... As a bonus action, I am going to turn invisible. All right. This is all a bit much. Okay. <laughs> uh, Until the so, start of my next turn. Um, while the uh, pig demon is in the air, uh, you heard as it teleported away, uh, its big fear was uh, Circe, and it screamed that, uh, Circe, I'm scared of her... Uh, so you can logically assume that uh, the thing that turned him into a pig demon probably was Circe, and there may have been some issues with the magic there. But uh, it is now flying away, and you hear uh, far away uh, something that sounds like uh, basically something going at supersonic speeds. Uh, that is all that you're able to hear from that at the moment, but we'll go ahead and move on to... Um, who was next? Oh, uh, Brennan, what would Jack like to do? Uh, so it looks like the pig guy's off the table for whacking, right? Yes. Uh, uh you can get up to either of the remaining automatons very easily. All right. I'm going to get up to the one, let's say the one closest to me. And okay. I'm going to throw down another, uh, reckless attack. Um, I'm still raging, so here we go. Attack number one. All right, that's a 16, and that's a 14. 16 is higher. Okay, so that is a 23. Uh, that for sure hits. <laughs> for damage. All right, that is going to be <laughs> nice. 14 damage. <laughs> okay, not yeah. looking good, but it's still there. So I got another attack because I'm level five. Okay. That's a 10. That's a three. All right. Does a 17 hit? Uh, 17 does hit. All right. So 17 hits. Uh, I hope I kill it because this thing's going to have Mondo advantage against me. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, that is an 11. Oh, yeah. It is dead now. Yeah, you're good. And I can only use a melee weapon <laughs> for my bonus. Uh, during a rage, how close is our friend, and can I reach him in one and without using up too much of my movement? Uh, so the two automatons were a bit far from each other. So you, uh, what was your movement speed? Forty. Forty. Oh, you can get to the other one and make another attack on that one. But the uh, big guy teleported 120 feet away and is uh, slightly in the air, so you wouldn't be able to hit him. Right. So I'm gonna get the other automaton. Um... That's a 19. That will hit. Uh, oh, not great on the damage. Uh, that's a 7. A 7, you said? Yep, longsword does a 7. 
gotcha. Okay, uh, and then we will move on to uh, Kiki. Kiki. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, okay, so it, there's still an automaton up up and running, right? Yes. Uh, and you what can is probably it get to that one pretty easily. What is it made out of? Uh, we'll say this one is bronze. Gotcha. Great. Okay. So I am going to cat. I'm gonna run up to it and I'm gonna grab its arm, or whatever whatever okay. appendage it has. I'm gonna grab onto it somehow. Um, and I'm going to cast shocking grasp. Um, and since it's metal, I get advantage on uh, an attack roll. Okay. So that is a t- another dirty twenty. I'm yep, guessing that that'll do it. Um, okay, so. 2d8. It's a 7 and a 7. So that's 14 damage total. You just killed it. So uh, <laughs> both automatons are down, and you have a flying pig demon in the air uh, that is trying to get away from you currently. Um, so then we have Rob. What would Drake like to do? Uh, Drake does not have any ranged options uh, for. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm. Well, I can be productive though still hence bard um well seeing that he can't uh do anything to the pig demon directly he is going to cast bardic inspiration on uh miss rainbow since she has the longbow that can destroy destinies um (laughs) so he's gonna cast bardic inspiration oh wait Um, i still have my inspiration from i haven't used it yet oh can we stack them no no No, yeah they don't also, Bardic Inspiration is a bonus action, so you can still do other things on your turn. Uh, I just have, yeah, I, I do know that. I made that mistake okay, earlier. Sure. Um, but I don't. Vicious have mockery, you could uh, potentially get up to him and do. I think. What well, isn't he flying? Can he hear me? I could probably throw oh, probably. you up there and catch you back down again. I have advantages on strength checks, and I'm huge. I'll allow it. Yeah, <laughs> this is me? the most ridiculous attack. <laughs> Barry Just because I want you to viciously mock this pig <laughs> demon that's throw racist. Throw someone at a pig demon to call yes. him a bitch magically. <laughs> I will allow it. Uh, we need we a strength it. check first. Uh, we love to see it. Oh, and you can give him your bardic inspiration so that this goes better. <laughs> I will okay, do anything for fan art of this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to cast bardic inspiration on him, and I'm going to say this. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Jack, All right, you we must need that use strength your check. rippling physique to toss me into the air so I can call this pig demon a fucking bitch. <laughs> Kiki rolls her eyes. <laughs> Yeah. Like what? You, I, I love it. I was like, yeah, call Rainbow the pig demon. <laughs> okay, we need the strength check from uh, Jack first. So is this a strength check, athletics check, a strength save? Uh, whatever. Uh, do athletics. Got it. All right. So that is. Come on. And then, what do I add to it for bardic inspiration? D eight. Uh, one uh, one D eight. D eight is bardic. Oh my goodness. Oh. Well, it, uh, Bardic Inspiration levels as you level. Oh, it's nuts. Okay. All right, folks, that's a 29 to throw the bard at the pig. You oh, send me. 
So you you him are into the stratosphere. <laughs> it's right in the Valkyrie's You're chucked playing. hard enough to like get up into its ear and whisper whatever you want. <laughs> Hold on to him while you're there. Just stab him. All right, go ahead and uh, what would you uh, like to viciously mock this pig demon for? Okay, so you know that he has to take a very flamboyant stance while he's in the air. So he kind of has, like, uh, his, like, legs positioned in, like, the tree yoga pose with, like, one arm, like, out, like, uh, flourished and one, like, over his chest. And he says, you know, Cersei thinks that you're just fucking awful. And then he, like, that's it. That's it. He just, like, shows up flamboyantly, says Cersei thinks you fucking suck. And then he falls back down. Right, Do I have to take damage for falling back down, by the way? How high did I, you I will me? make you uh, make an acrobatics save, uh, but oh, we'll do I, that in a sec. Oh, can I, so, wait, can I cast, I can oh, cast Featherfall no. as a reaction, though? Can I do that? Uh, so the, you know what, I'm going to give him disadvantage because this is so amazing. Uh, it He rolled a nat 20, but I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, that does not save. Uh, just for how amazing that was, you deserve a second roll. Uh, so uh, this sends shivers up the uh, flying pig demon's spine. Uh, I said it was about 15 feet in the air, so make uh, an acrobatics check. Um, okay, by the way, that the vicious mockery did just four damage. <laughs> just four? No, high. that's fine. Yeah. It did um, a lot more emotional damage. Yeah. Well, it's his biggest fear, Cersei. He's going to be <laughs> thinking about that one when he goes to sleep at night. He's like, oh, this man, Cersei really hates me. Oh. All right, okay. acrobatics check. Yep. Um, I rolled a 13. Okay, uh, that'll, like, half about what you would take. Uh, so that's uh, three. You'll take three damage from the fall, but that's not too bad. You do a, like a superhero landing, uh, and you like kind of jam your knee a little bit whenever you do it, but like it's not too bad. <laughs> like, ow, gotta smile, gotta look oh, cool, yeah. but ow, still handsome as fuck. <laughs> uh, so the pig demon uh, is now thoroughly uh, terrified and decides to teleport again another hundred and twenty feet away. Uh, for its action and fly an additional 30 feet. Uh, and it's going like pretty much straight up into the air. Um, but what you hear, uh, you remember that you heard like what sounded like uh, basically a, a jet engine, something going like supersonic speed. During the Battle of Manhattan, uh, Percy Jackson, uh, the time that he used the automatons to his advantage, uh, he told the uh, two lions that were sat in front of one of the libraries in New York uh, to, quote, kill flying pigs, begin activation. And the purpose of the automatons is to continue doing this action until uh, they are no longer able to. So for the past, like, 15 years, these lions have been waiting for there to be a flying pig for it to come after. So... Retribution uh, comes in the form of these two flying lions that, like, at the over the speed of sound, fly from uh, New York and knock the pig demon out of the air uh, back onto the ground, and it takes some massive damage. Uh, but it oh is God. still alive. Uh, they 
uh, each one of them just crash headfirst into it, uh, and they shatter to pieces, but uh, their purpose that has been waiting for so long is fulfilled. Uh, they got to crash into the uh, biggest, baddest pig that there was that that ever did fly. Hell yeah. All right. This is what uh, we've been training amazing. for. We're going to incorporate that. And th- that book was written in 2009, so it's been like 11 years. It's It's been waiting a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> You're welcome, Rick Riordan. We followed the <laughs> We fixed your plot hole. <laughs> also, uh, we for sure stand Rick Riordan. He has been like a really good ally lately. And Love him. Was, yeah, he uh, did not approve of uh, what's her face is the Harry Potter ladies. Uh, she very... who shall not be named. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god! Her okay. very... I can't. I can't talk about Harry Potter right now. We just. Sorry. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll move we'll on. We'll be here forever, dude. I've got. <laughs> there have been so many times where I have like for like a whole ass afternoon thought about Harry Potter and like making a video or a podcast about like just like tearing it to pieces because I love it so much and because it has so many problems. Yeah. And I just if we start that now. I mean, buckle up, because it's going to be here. It's, <laughs> it's coming. Okay, we'll save it for the next podcast. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> maybe, maybe we do a special Rob Rage podcast where we can talk about Harry Potter. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I should probably have it take fall damage as well, because it was up in the sky pretty high. Um, well, I, yeah, I'm just going to leave it where it was. It took a shit ton of damage. So, uh, Amelia, what would Rainbow like to do? Uh, I will say that it's the uh, pig demon has currently landed like in between all of you uh, very fittingly landed directly on top of the confederate monument that was in the courtyard there uh, and has destroyed it as a result uh, including all of the little plaques that were flopping around so uh, Rainbow uh, I will warn you it has very little health left so if you want to make this very flashy uh, this is the time to do it Okay, here's what we're gonna do. Zephyr, strike again to give myself advantage. I'm going to manifest a natural 20 with these dice. <laughs> Shit. You have inspiration. I didn't manifest a natural 20. Yeah, I, I didn't roll bad, I just didn't get the 20. Gotcha. You can always so, add eight to it. Or eight um, I don't even need to. That's uh, 23. Oh yeah, that hits. Um, so that's... Two plus five is seven, plus three is ten, plus four, so that's 14 damage. You have a second attack? Yep. Okay, go for it. That is a non-natural 20. That'll do it, too. Um, that is seven damage. How would you like to do this? Okay. Um, so by now, I'm like, I kind of like clench my fist a little bit around my bone, and I'm focusing, and I'm thinking all of my thoughts, and there's literally a flying pig. It is actually there. This is not just like a really weird bad trip. (laughs) So I am going to pull out my arrow, knock it, um, and aim for its face. 
I'm going to hit it in the eye and pull the second one and hit it in the exact same spot. It goes straight through the pupil all the way through the brain out the other side. Not completely out the other side. It gets lodged in. Like the first one gets lodged in and then the second one pushes the first one out a little bit. Were we supposed to bring him back to Circe? Do you think she'll mind? Uh, As you have wait, that thought, uh, Rainbow completes this action, uh, <laughs> and the pig demon uh, falls and begins to disintegrate to dust, as well as uh, the other automatons that were in the area here. Uh, as the Black Lives Matter protest that was in the area begins to march by and see that all of the uh, Confederate monuments that had been moved to the area were now gone. Uh, and you all rush off to uh, Argus to now return very victoriously to Camp Half-Blood. Congratulations, all of you. Woo! Woo! You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.